0: Hey guys, this is Chesney Hawks here. You are watching My Hammers 11 with the one and only Russ.
1: Hi everybody, Russ from My Hammers Eleven. Hope you are all safe and well. Um, if channel, please consider subscribing, hit the bell icon to make a very put new content on. As always, you'd like to thank our lovely channel sponsors on Tuckit, check them out in the description below. So uh, another another great guest today, uh Horn Church Hammer. This is the Horn Church Hammer, two old church boys here today. <laughs> uh it's Steve. How are you doing, Steve? I'm
0: very well, Russ. How are you?
1: I, I should have waited till you finished your mug of tea before I asked you. Yeah, before. you should have done it, really, yeah. But
0: I've got one on the go as well. I've oh, got another one on the right. as well. Double parked.
1: Double parked. Yeah. Oh, someone's yeah. in for the long haul today. Anyway, how are you, my yeah. friend?
0: How are you? I'm good. Um, I'm well. I'm healthy. My family's well and healthy, so everything's good. Everything's good.
1: That's all that matters at the moment, isn't it? All that matters is as that's long right. as everyone's healthy, in it?
0: You yeah, know, you know, totally. Job,
1: jobs come and go, but um, but it's, it's healthy. Can't keep going. Yeah, really go that's back right. Too, so. And obviously, the, the Super League is dead, kind of. So,
0: well... It, yeah, it's it's. I tell you what, it's been a mad forty-eight hours, and um, I just like to know why certain clubs consider themselves super. Russ, that's all. I've, that's all I've yeah. got to think. You know, yeah, that's all I've really I've got to say about it. You know, there's there's certain teams that aren't super that have won European cups in my lifetime. So yeah, that's all I've. That, yeah. And I think that's a good
1: way of looking at it. Yeah, no, it's a good point. It's a good point. Uh, I mean, you know, super Tottenham Hotspur just managed to beat uh, southampton today um you know and and they made our work of that and i think i think city have just got a man sent off um so you know yeah it's uh yeah all these super clubs you know we've all well, think, super
0: chelsea super chelsea well, this saturday so. that's right but i read an interesting blog today from a Tottenham fan and he said that the only the only league that Daniel live is really interested in is the money money league and oh. they're 10th at the moment and you know, when the next time it's published, they're going to be higher than 10th. And to be fair, I think that's the only league table that are really interested in, which is yeah. a sad state of affairs. And I can understand why there are core supporters would be so upset.
1: Of course. Yeah, I just think, and, and, and obviously we've had quite a few, like, fans like from other clubs on the i've been on a few other shows and spoken to a few and every like even like the man city fans the man united fans liverpool fans they're all just they were just disgusted with everything that happened and you know it's like they were like you know bring you know just give us points the us from europe we deserve it to yeah and and for them to come out of that you're going jesus okay just just shows you how much hatred there was for it um well yeah
0: i think i think russ what's got to happen as I think all those clubs should be deducted 20 points now they should have European competition for three years and I think they should have their TV money for three years I think oh, I think yeah. it's got to be that serious I think it's got to be they need to feel they need to feel punished and I think the main way you can punish them really is points really mm. is points
1: I think for the... yeah I mean it's one of those things where you know there's I don't, well, we'll wait and see. I mean, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I think, I think they they meet on the 14 meeting again soon to try and come to some sort of, you know, something to, but it, it's, it's one of those things where you, you get even like the Brighton chairman comes out and an Everton chairman comes out and they both say, you know, it's got to be severe and, you know, it's not like, you know, a boys club, you know, it really is a, the top six, their own little club, really little yeah. gentlemen's club and the rest of the 14. And it's, I mean, to be honest, Big Sam came out today in his press conference and actually made like a lot of sense. He made a lot of sense yeah. and saying, you know, it's it, although this is stopped, it, it's literally on hold. You know, they'll yeah. they'll keep
0: doing it. They'll keep. Doing uh, they'll, it. They'll, they'll, they won't go away. They'll try again. They'll find a different yeah. way. They'll, they'll find a different way to push this through. And I think I do think they'll push it through. I do think they'll push it through eventually.
1: Yeah, well, uh, I think I don't they will. Think, I think...
0: Yeah, they will. Yeah, you're right. I think
1: they definitely will. And I think it will. But I think it will. I mean, they're sort of doing it now. I've done it. You know, that's what I mean. Well, I said the other day, uh, you know, they've won already because, like, the Champions League's going to have more money in. They've they've boosted everything up. They've got more. Today they announced more uh, more funding uh, for the Champions League. And they've got the spaces, potential spaces for elite clubs that don't qualify already. So it's basically the Super League. Really? Of course it is. Of course, but with we've, we've, you know where where the other side was, it was fifteen. It was you know fifteen or twelve founders, and then there was going to be fifteen founders plus five qualified. It's the other way around. So it's like those hmm. people qualified, but there's going to be five. You know, like four or five spots which are will be for Man United and Liverpool's if they don't qualify, and that's wrong. And. You know, that's the next thing for people to start moaning about because that's could bite us in the bum, you know, not this year, but in a few years' time, if we finished, I don't know, like fourth and Man United finished fifth, and and, and you know, that man, man Man United will have the right to qualify for Europe potentially to Champions League, and that means West Ham being the Europa League just because the you know, just because that, that's potentially how it could fall out. It might well, not, but that's how it could fall out. And so it's well, like, Well, are
0: we in a better position? I don't know if we are. Do you know what I mean? How, how far do you want to take this back? Why not put Nottingham yeah. Forest in the Super League? Because when I was yeah. growing up as a kid, they won the European Cup twice on the bounce when it was harder to win it. Yeah.
1: There
0: was no, there was no second chances when Cluffy was manager in Notts Forest. And I remember one year when they won it, they knocked out Liverpool in the first round. So there was no second chances then.
1: Nah.
0: Are you going to put them in the Super League? Because they've yeah. got a better history uh, in the European Cup than Tottenham and Arsenal have got. Totally. It's it's totally true. I mean,
1: you look Huddersfield, you know they, they, they yeah, yeah, Huddersfield and, and Villa, the united. And, yeah, Leeds. I mean, you know Villa. Yeah. They've all won. They've all won European trophies Absolutely. and yeah. And it's it's just, I just don't know what's going on in the world sometimes at the moment. You know, obviously we know football, football. You know, runs the world and money runs the world for football. But it's yeah. just frustrating when you. Particularly for us at the moment, because obviously we're in such a good season. It's tip- and I've said it before, you know, it's taken West Ham to break into the top four to basically collapse European football, uh, and that's that's what's happened. You know, it's like yeah. the chance yeah. like West Ham and Leicester are going to be potentially in the Champions League. I don't think both of us will, but, but one of us will be in the Champions League, and 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 they they've taken their
0: ball and gone home with it.
1: That's exactly. What it
0: seems to me. I think Leicester City win the league in 2016 was such a beautiful thing. It was yeah. a beautiful thing for so many for so many reasons. And I can remember telling my son, I'm sorry to arc back to Forrest, but I was like saying to my son, this was Leicester winning the league was like it was back in the late seventies, early eighties when I was his age. Yeah. And Nottingham Forest winning the league. It, yeah. you know, it was it was like that and it was it was such a wonderful thing to see because the, the whole country wanted Leicester well. to win the league because the whole country gravitates towards the dog anyway. Yeah.
1: That's yeah, the yeah. way
0: that's the way the British are. So it was point. it was such a great thing. It was such a great thing. Yeah.
1: And 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 you know to to not to not sort of dampen anything obviously you know we 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 having a we're in a cracking season you know we, we are having a yeah, cracking we season have. and, and yeah. you know and and I hope and hopefully because it's all not been and gone but hopefully because you know it sort of died a death in the space of 48 hours um mm-hmm. I hope it doesn't sort of sh- you put any cast any shadow on what a great season we're having because you know I don't want because we should you know and the fact is on Saturday, we could easily we could easily beat Chelsea. Chelsea aren't yeah. that much at the moment. They're they're not playing yeah. well, and, and and we're equal on points with Chelsea. And you know we could go, yeah, because I think Leicester got the the not Leicester got the uh, semi final, isn't it? On Saturday, and oh, no, they've played there, that. They play they on play Monday night. They play on Monday night. They have got Crystal Palace Monday. Yeah, they're playing on. So
0: so we could be third on Saturday night. We could be. We could be. Um, I just think. I just think our lack of squad depth is going to catch up with us. Yeah.
1: What, yeah.
0: Whatever what's ever happened this season, Russ, if they don't get European football, it would be a disappointment. Mm-hmm. The most important thing is that we as supporters can connect with our team again. Yeah. And we can be proud of how they've played every week. We can be proud of how they've conducted. We can be proud of our way our manager has spoken to us via his press conferences every week. And mm-hmm. I've just felt. You know, especially this last year. I can't get to the games, all of us can't get to the games. But I've really felt that connection back with my team again. Yes. Not so much the club, but my team. Yeah. And I haven't had that connection for a long, long time. And whatever happens, I'm very, really, really proud of them this year. I think they've done I think they've done their best. I think they've been a I think they've been a really good example. I really do. Uh- and that's a great
1: way of, expl- of explaining it. I think. I think this has this has been like a hard reset for the team and, and yeah. the supporters. Do you know what I mean? It, it's it, obviously it's a horrible thing, the pandemic, but you know everything that's gone in the world. But you know, for West, for West Ham, purely you know, West Ham selfish perspective, you know, it was getting it was it was a bit it was getting a bit it was a bit toxic, and you know, and and I think not having the fans there helped the team sort of grow into themselves. You know, the, the, this new team, um, which maybe the plight, the fans wouldn't have given them the opportunity to do because, you know, we expect, you know, we expect and obviously the Newcastle game, first game of the season was really shit mm. and yep. there was a, a lot of negativity. And so that helped. I think that helped the club and it helped the team rather. And, and now it's different. Now, you know, we're both gagging to see each other again. You know, it's like, you know, when you've been a... It's like you know when you like you go on holiday you put your dog in a kennel and like yeah and like you come back and the dog is literally chomping at the bits of yeah them, like, yeah, like, yeah how we are we can't wait to get back and just yeah. just and, and start that relationship again you know what I mean yeah. I think and you're right it's there's a real togetherness in the team an old school yeah. togetherness you know a, a yeah. togetherness which we haven't had for a long time um, arguably you know wow well, I can't really remember the last time maybe. Maybe you know, maybe even maybe in preceding the 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 big Sam era, you know, because obviously big Sam that that was a that was a unit who were doing a job. Yeah, it was a job, you know, and the team did a job, you know, that it was built. Um, But I mean, you know, this is this is the most excited I've I've been for a West Ham team for many years because you know it's just you know we just don't seem to know when to die. You know what I mean? It's like you know it's like even uh, you know when we a few times this season when we've gone one down
0: very early on I've, just I've never it off. yeah yeah I've never felt I mean there's been previous Wednesdays when we've gone a goal down and um, you like you know that we're not going to come back but yeah. this year you sit there you watch it we go a goal down it's like okay it's time you know you've yeah. got to trust in the team you know there's enough leaders in that team to get ourselves out of situations and they've been they've been they've been a credit to themselves and they've been a credit to us by the way they've conducted themselves that uh, they have truly, been truly magnificent.
1: Yeah. No,
0: Champions yeah, League's a dream. a dream. Champions League's a dream. European football's a dream, but yeah. we've got our team back and I think that's that's
1: more important than anything. Exactly, exactly. And I think if, you know, Europe Europe is just a the icing on the cake, you know, for me. It is, it's, it is. It, it'd, be, it'd be great. It'd be great because obviously, hopefully by then, you know, freedom of movement in terms of COVID and stuff. Um, but for me, you know, it's, it's it's a great thing for the fans to have that yeah. that, that opportunity um, to go and see. Well, potentially now it depends. It depends on obviously what 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 a competition we're in. But you know, potentially the likes of Real Madrid and Barcelona now, because you know, if they're not yeah. going to be in the Super League, they're going to obviously probably be, probably back in the Champions League, probably. Um, but uh, whatever happens, it'll be it'll be great. And as you said. Uh, hopefully, we'll get at least 10,000 back in. We we'll got 10,000 back in for the Southampton game if all everything works. And then, obviously, if that everything, all the road stops, all the road pits, or the junctions, or whatever, in Boris's roadmap, uh, by the time new season starts, we should have a full full crowd. Yeah, let's hope so. Amazing. Hope so. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. So, Steve, first question, he says. <laughs> first question. 12 minutes in. That's not bad for me today. Um, why
0: West Ham, Steve? Why is it your club, my friend? it's my club because they chose me they chose me it's as simple as that my grand she lived on the barking road Bank? my great uncles they used to go to upton park pre-war post-war my dad sold evening papers outside the bowling i can remember being a five-year-old and my interest in football really kicked in there and it kicked in argentina in 1978 world cup my dad was explaining the rules to me.
1: Yeah.
0: So then, all the ticker tape, you know, Argentina winning 3-1. Yeah. yeah it, you know, Dad, Dad, can I go and see a game? Can I go and see a game? Yeah. If you're going to go and go see you a game, you're only going to see one team, West End. Right, okay. And my first my first game, I don't remember because I was high up in the West End. And my dad all took me about two or three times, and he said to me that whenever I went up there, I used to fall asleep. I used <laughs> yeah. to fall asleep during matches, and my daughter's still the same now. When I take her over there, she falls asleep. <laughs> but the first game that I remember wasn't actually at Upton Park; it was at Wembley Stadium, which was the charity show in nineteen eighty. That was the first game that, my, that I can remember that my dad took me to, wow. and we we lost we lost one 0 to Liverpool. And I just remember how fast Wembley was. And we wore a beautiful all-white Adidas kit. Mm. Lost 1-0 to a, an exceptional team. We were an exceptional side as well that year. This was a good time to start watching West Ham because 80-81, yeah. we reached the League Cup final. Uh, we got knocked out of the quarterfinals of the um, Cup, this Cup by uh, Dynamo Tbilisi, who went on to win the competition. Um we beat Tottenham quarterfinals of the League Cup that year. And Tottenham were a good side, and that was just before they started winning the FA Cup twice. Mm. And um, that was my first game. That was my first game that I remember. Cherry Shield at Wembley, we, won one, we lost 1-0. The well, first game up in that I remember, we, we beat Tibiswara in the Coffin's Cup 4-0, and, and what I remember about it most was the UEFA flag in the forecourt. That's what I remember most of all. And we... And we won four nil, and that was it. It's was love affair started. Floodlights, the green, the green pitch, the lights, the electricity, and I just wanted more and more of it. And uh, yeah, I was hooked. I was hooked. I was hooked from
1: there there on in, really. And then, you, and then you blinked, and then you know, forty years later.
0: You know yeah
1: you know, the fuck that 40s, we yeah 40s. yeah yeah
0: yeah and um first season ticket was 80 81 the following season and then i've had a continuous season ticket since then you know okay, for long so long. you know that, that that's how it is and um yeah i mean I, I wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't change it for anything because it's a it's a special club respect you know i've made lots of mates through through west ham and yeah. uh lots of people i know through west ham and it it's a bit cliche to say that we're a family but we really are you know it's oh, yeah. uh, it's yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a very it's a very fierce it's a very fierce feeling and and strength that we have with e- with each other but I, I didn't have a i'm saying i didn't have a choice I chose me and it was part of my conscience in my conscience as soon as i grew up west ham were there yeah I love the
1: fact. I love the fact. You know, I didn't choose them; they chose me. That's that's a a great way of explaining it. It is. It's it's true. It 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 really is. It really is. It It really is. It's one of those things where I think, you know, there's there's a lot of passionate fans. You know, and and you're right. It's a special. It is a special club, And, and and you know, the the fact when. You know, we had obviously that what's going on a lot, what's happened in the last forty eight hours, and you know, we had all like, yeah, I know it's a little bit of tongue in cheek, but all the all Man City fans and Liverpool and Arsenal fans were, were were DMing me, going right, okay, what do I need to do to become a West Ham fan? I want to join your lot. You know, it's like. Because <laughs> we're a special guy, I want to find out more. And yeah. and obviously, we you know we did a we did the live shows, and and we get we don't just get we get West Ham obviously loads of West Ham fans on there, but you know we get Arsenal fans and Liverpool fans, and they just love listening to you know because I think we must have been sort of this unusual entity, this funny little club in East London that has this incredibly passionate bunch of fans who have won fuck all in the last forty years. Yeah, um, it's still as passionate. You're still as passionate yeah. now as when you were forty years ago. Oh, yeah. Every year. Every year, every year, you, you go right. This is our year. This is our year. Every year, yeah. you get disappointed. So it's nice when yeah. we have a little bit of a, a little bit of a of an up season like we're having now. So uh, we we deserve it. That's for sure. We we do
0: deserve it. We do deserve it. And uh, it's just uh, it's a difficult thing to describe because a suit. When I was a young kid, I just fell in love with Upton Park, the kit. And it was a good time to start supporting them because your heroes were mm. approachable. Yeah, and they and they and, and you know, luck, luckily enough, I've met I've met a few of them at reunion nights, and you're not disappointed when you meet your heroes. Billy Bonds to me is my ultimate hero, and he's mm. a total gentleman. And uh, you know, it was a good time to go out to support West End because your heroes were approachable and they were nice people.
1: Yeah, and I think I I, I feel. I feel sorry for, for like guy like you know like my my daughter and so yeah. your daughter and, and 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 kids getting into the game now because yeah. football now is different it is and i mean we we know it's different obviously the last 4 hours has proved it's been different but it's yeah. it's different than when it was i mean i started supporting them in the early 90s um yeah. and so even then you know she said footballers were approachable they were you know they they lived next door to you you'd go to the supermarket and they'd be doing their shopping um you know money hadn't entered the game so much to you know allow them to living swash swash flash apartments in canary wolf and things like that i mean nothing against the football you know, they earn the money fair play you know they've got to spend yeah. it but it, you you lose that togetherness that sort of you know i mean as i said i used to work in it when i lived in Loughton and, and shaka would do his big shop on, a, on every friday do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and yeah and i used to i used to do my move my shifts around so i could always serve shaka or samasi abu or I know, uh, or, or walk into Wal, I remember walking to Woolworths and seeing Paul Kitson with the biggest box of pick-and-mix. I've ever seen in my life. You know, and but all those things are, are just in my memory now. And so, as you said, even like the the Legends nights now, and obviously, hopefully yeah. soon. Obviously, we they're going to be kicking off in the next two mm. months. It's of in June, and and I know I know Len's doing a few, and, and, and Johnny's doing yeah. some, and there's loads of them happening. But you know, it's just and you know someone like. I mean, it's one in church. Uh, Johnny's doing one in Ornchurch, in the Conservative Yeah. Club, with yeah. And, um, yeah. And, and and I mean, you know, you're going to go there, people are going to go there and watch it, and it'll be the same stories you've heard last time, but you go and watch it because... You still go again.
0: Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, same stories, but you go again because you... It's, it's,
0: interesting, you, it's, it it's it. interesting what you touched on. I can, I can tell you a story. When I was a kid, six weeks holidays, virtually every Thursday, I would go to Chadwell Leaf and I would get every handbook and programme signed. By the team. And John Lowell, it was kind of like an unwritten rule that you could turn up every Thursday to watch the boys train. Mm. And John Lowell would never, ever turn you away. And he would sometimes, if you're sitting on the grass and you're watching the team train, he would say, he would come up to you, ask how you are, and he'd always say, do your best at school. You never might let, you probably won't make it as a professional footballer. That's probably your dream. He said to me one day, I'll never forget it. He said, do your best at school. And John Lyle understood that the fans were an important part of the club. Yeah, and he would go out of his way to talk to the young kids that would just watch training and get as many autographs as, as they could, and no autograph was ever turned down. It was it was mm-hmm. it, it was a it was a truly great time to watch West Ham. It really really was yeah. because your heroes were approachable, and, and I think John yeah. Lyle understood that. He understood what the club meant to people. Hmm. No, so true.
1: Although ironically, it was funny the other day. I don't know if you saw uh, it, some Duncan big, big old Duncan Ferguson did like a thing on. I saw show, that. I saw read, that tweet And, tweet. and <laughs> it's the same thing about a kid slacking off. Yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: You know, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah.
1: i will we'll come with yeah. something a week, and I'll come over. And and that's yeah. that, that's what I mean. That's a little bit like how it used to be. And and exactly. and and, and it's, it was lovely. And the fact that it got shared by so many people shows that yeah. you know it's that's how it should be that is how it yeah, should of be it should. And, of course it should
0: of course it
1: should and and there's little things someone put up a uh, um a video today of a of a young girl opening a it was a package and it was a signed shirt from um Virgil van Dyke and she didn't know it was mm. signed and she actually videoed it and it, just the joy in her face and yeah. and that's what football's about that is what football mm. you know, yeah of course it is. and it's it's a piece of material with some with a bit of sharpie on the back but just to hit just to some people but to yeah. her that's she's going to treasure that for the rest of the life, and as you said, you're going to treasure those memories of you talking of John Lyle coming over and saying, "Yeah, you know, do well course. at school, yes, yeah. staying there, man." And that's that's what and that's what it's all about. You know, it doesn't matter what what, what league you're in, what cup ah. you're playing for. It's it's about those memories. And as you said you'll always have those memories, and you'll have those yeah. memories of your daughter. As You said you'll you'll carry on laughing about the fact that she falls asleep at the games the same way yeah. you did as a kid. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and that's all that matters.
0: God, we're getting yeah, emotional, aren't we? Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, well, it, yeah, it just means it just means a lot. It just means a lot. Yeah.
1: I don't think I realised how much it meant to some people until I started doing. The, the channel because like I think I was a, always a bit naive to it because like, obviously I worked there and I and I was up in my little box and I do my little thing and da, 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 but obviously interacting mm. with so many people and talking to them like yourselves and, and, and some others who you know were literally supporting West Ham saved them their life you know what I mean mentally and stuff like that and you're thinking fuck you know and also you know the, the, mm. when I talk to guys in Bangalore or Australia or Chicago about West Ham and it's like it's a really funny it's a really strange feeling to think you're part of something a lot bigger than you thought it was good. You are, you so, know, I had, yeah. you know, I had this of you know, Essex East end bubble, you know, or, or Essex really. And yeah. Like That's, that's who I support. And I know that he supports West Ham and he yeah. supports West Ham, but that's it. No, it's it's, it's, you know, it's, it's true. West Ham clip says we are effing massive, and we really are. We really are. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're yeah, a we striker are. away from being a very dangerous side in the Premier League, and um and I think you know, with the fan base behind it and the, and the grounds of support, you know. It, who knows who knows where this club could go you know with the right level of investment and 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 just the right ethos and hopefully I think Moise is bringing this sort of ethos back this old school mentality you know a team that we we're proud of you know um I mean you know for God's sake you know losing to Newcastle on Saturday that's sort of I know it's like four hours like everything's got on top we've forgotten we lost to Newcastle forgot about we're that. Still, yeah, forgot we forgot about that. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> we about, exactly. And yeah. Even, even when we'd lost, and even when we'd lost, yeah, we, it was a, obviously the first half was appalling. And obviously, then we played, you know, 60 minutes with two with, with 10 men and we played, we were the best team. And, and we came back and we almost almost got a point. And just, you know, that that that's that was the most one of the most proudest defeats I think I've had for a long time, if that makes sense. You know, it's like yeah, we, got, we gave up and you go, you know, we we're really close. And yeah. And, Teams
0: of the past would have we'd have lost five six. Yes, five, definitely, years, no. definitely. Which 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 brings me back to my earlier point that you know the team you, we can relate to the team because they work hard. Yeah, they work hard and they keep going. The first the first you know the first attribute for a West Ham player for me is to give 100 percent. That's yeah. all you have to do for me. If you've got that tough, added touch of skill and flair, fine. But you just give me 100% every week, and I ain't gonna give you hard time. If I see that you're slacking off, I'm gonna have a go. But if yeah. you give me 100%, and you give my fellow fans 100%, you're gonna be fine. If you've got that added touch of class, and you just go up a level, and you're kind of like a legend. Yeah.
1: It's true, man. It is true. It is true. Speaking of legends, speaking of legends and teams, as I said, we, we the whole point of this thing is to do is sort of hammers eleven. So the idea is we put together and you, you it's your eleven, you put together and obviously you know, yeah. technically from, from you know from the eighties onward, yeah got, it will got be you haven't got a bad, you've got a bad no. team to be honest to pick for a bunch of players. So we'll try and see what we can do. So what we do is we we, we start off. in we try to do a, a position at a time, Steve. So we'll start off in goal. So and as I said you can pick based on whatever criteria you want. The only rule is you have to be alive to see them play, and that's it. Right. So obviously, yep. that, you know, that that some players um, from the mm-hmm. selection, but not not too many for you, I imagine. Right? Okay, yeah. let's start between the sticks. Phil Park. Phil Park. <laughs> Phil Parks let Phil Parks sorry Russ I just... Phil Parks don't worry I mean, don't worry come straight in
0: I mean it's, it's yeah. Ludo is sec- Ludo's second <laughs> Phil Parks because when Phil came into the club he was the world, world record transfer fee for a goalkeeper he just gave you that assurance. he just gave you that insurance that bit of reliability um, reliability between a very good back four but for me Parksy, all day long yeah all day long, yeah.
1: Top, top man, top man, and and yeah, I I, I can I, I obviously I, n- I never saw Phil play, but obviously obviously live and that that's again why I like doing the, these shows because I've learned so much about the the eras before I started supporting West Ham and, and obviously Phil Parks and obviously we've had Marie, we've had his, his daughter on, we're going to be interviewing Phil soon as well, yeah. which is great yeah. and um, obviously honoured to to chat to him about his time at West Ham, but you know it's you learn so much about as you said like little little anecdotes and she said like the, the, you know how much you you. the fact is I didn't finish the sentence straight in with Phil Park so it's like okay, yeah,
0: well, yeah. yeah. yeah that's what I like Ludo again a fantastic goalkeeper because Ludo when we went up in 1991 92 93 there were yeah. games where he was fantastic I can remember away games he'd save everything mm. I mean, there was one game at Portsmouth where we had an absolute blinder and we, we you know we were struggling to score but Trevor Morley popped up Got the winner, it was all down to Ludo having a great game. Yeah, you know he, he was a he was a fantastic goalkeeper. But for me, it's got to be Phil. Yeah, yeah, fair enough.
1: Right, I'll put Phil in. Okay, let's let's go. Uh, let's go left on the left back. Who are we have left back? We're going left back?
0: Left back. Only one choice, Julian. Yeah, hey Julian, uh, by by an absolute mile. There was. a Period, with, uh, when period in the like, late 90s, sort of like mid to late 90s, best yeah. left back in the country. Yeah, oh, perfect. no, absolute bummer. And, uh, but unfortunately, he spoke his mind. Well, he wouldn't say unfortunately, but he spoke his mind. He, t- he told the FA what he thought, you know, when they said to him, oh, you've got to grow your hair. If you grow your hair, you play for England. He said 10 times the left back Stuart Pearce was, 10 times. Yeah, and I did, and I really missed the game. I really missed a game in the nineties. Mm. You know, he had a fantastic left foot. He had everything. He had everything from left. Hand. He could score goals. He could score goals in open play. Uh, he had a tremendous left foot, and with that left foot, you know, he could he could drive a ball. He could also play a cultured pass. He could play people in strong, fantastic footballer, and he was committed. And he played. He played like how we would play. He played like yes. the man on the test play, and that's why yeah. he was up because we could relate to him, yeah, very true.
1: And, and you're right, and you're right. He, he and it was funny because obviously, <laughs> it, I when I interviewed him, I said, Oh, you, you scored the first ever goal I saw at West Ham, and it was all well, the first ever West Ham goal. The opposition scored first, but um, I said against Oxford United, he went, I scored two then, Russ. I, I know you scored two, but I'm <laughs> saying you scored the first one, oh, right. yeah, he was like, Yeah, it was a uh, He was, yeah, and having the ability to orchestrate a crowd and a game from left back, not necessarily a central defender or a centre back or a centre mid, you know, from a left position was, yeah, he was was an absolute one off, one off.
0: Plus, he he could run a game from left back. He was that good. He could run a game from left back. He could dictate a game from left back. Not many many left backs could do that. He could. Absolute absolute iconic player for West Ham. I mean, you know, if you didn't support West Ham, oh, he's a thug. He stepped on this guy's head. Oh, he got sent off every other week. Doesn't matter to me. Doesn't matter to me. That man was a fantastic footballer. He was committed. He was strong, and he played. He played with his heart on his sleeve, and we loved that.
1: Fantastic. Yeah. That, exactly.
0: Yeah. Exactly. You're right. We, you
1: know, we, we loved him, and 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 he loved us. You know what I mean? It's yeah. He like, did. Oh yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and it's, it's so true, the way, he, you know, he obviously, he, you know, he came on the show, he's an absolute gent and spoke so, obviously, he's love lover of the club and stuff. And we know he loves the club and, you know, yeah. the, club, and the club love him. So it's uh a brilliant, brilliant man. Right, OK, we'll put Julian on the left. Let's go right back. Who's going to be a right back then, man? I'm going to go with Frank Lampard.
0: Nice, nice. I'm going to go with Frank Lampard because the reason why I'm going to go with Frank is if this team... Right, oh, like Julian. With Julian, could get sent off. Let's let be honest. You know, you could have Frank to fill in at left back. He could play left yes. hand side. And well, uh, what man. I admired about Frank Lampard is that he was two footed, so he could mm. play on either side. And the amount of games that he played for us is worthy of respect. And he gets in at right back. Again, that was a tough choice because I could have put Ray Stewart in there, could have put Tim baker yeah. in there, but I've gone with Frank. Frank, Frank oh, was I a think- very, very good player yeah no you're right man
1: uh i think we've uh, and again we we did that we did a show about frank the other day like a an appreciation night because i think he always gets left out you know know, and and considering he played he's played you know god no like he's the the second highest games for west ham history ever you know obviously billion and him um and you know you wouldn't like for a youngster so if you ask your daughter, she'd know Bobby Moore, uh, she'd know Trevor Brookin, Billy Bonds, yeah. and 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 Jeff Hurst, and then she'd get about maybe five or six, and then maybe Frank Lampard might come into the conversation, and that's a travesty, I think, an absolute. It's a
0: travesty. It's a travesty because yeah, yeah. You know, whatever the rights and wrongs of his boys moved to Chelsea and uh, the fallout of that, you should never forget that Frank Lampard was a fantastic servant to West Ham, mm-hmm. and he made him. He made himself. He made himself into a left back by, from what I've read from his from his training at Chad Relief, uh, from doing lots of after-hours training, lots of sprints. Mm. He made himself into a left back. He can also play right side. So for that versatility, if we had a problem left-hand side, Frank could play there. But that's why I'm going for Frank yeah no you're right man you're totally
1: right you're totally right and it's, it's nice to see him because usually as you said it's usually him or julian that are left back for certain yeah you know, it's, it's nice as actually it's a clever idea to put both of them yeah you know, obviously if this team played in, in a var world i don't think half of them would play but it doesn't matter <laughs> no they um, wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> who's, who's your first center half there my friend first first center half is steve potts nice
0: good old potts. steve potts, potts potts is massively underrated outside West western <laughs> circle yeah. Yeah, we didn't under You know, when he moved to centre half, it was the making of Steve. He was a fantastic player, wonderful player, so quick. I can remember Ian Wright saying he was the toughest player one of his toughest opponents. And this is when Wrighty was on fire for Arsenal in like the sort of like the early to mid nineties. Mm. Pottsy was a fantastic player, wonderful player, so quick, could read so well. Mm. So again, amount of perform, amount of appearances that he put in for the club. No, I'm, I'm, you know, I've been supporting the club for 40 years and I'm big on playing, being loyal to the club. So, again, that's the reason for me that I put Steve in there.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, and you're right, man. You're totally right. You know, for me, it's like he was, you know, it was he was obviously six inches from being an England regular. Do you know what I mean? You know, he was just like, he shouldn't have been. Should have been. Should have been. Yeah. And he would have been. I think if he was six inches taller, yeah. he would have been an England, England regular. And, you know, we've had loads of players who've come on and talked about Potsy and how he could just, he just read the game so well. And that's how he could, he just knew where to be in the right t- space at the right time. And, um, yeah. yeah, absolute, absolute legend of a man he is. Um, we did, we did appreciate it on him as well, which is really good. And we had like some, come his mates from his school. Um like send some pictures of him, you know, when he was like year 10 playing rugby and shit like that. It's really funny. Right, okay, we'll put Stevie in. Uh who's gonna be the, the next centre half then? Alvin. Alvin. Alvin Martin.
0: Good old stretch. What can I say? Magnificent, yeah. wonderful, terrific captain. Uh unbelievably cultured on the ball for centre half. Had a lovely touch. I mean, I can remember going to games and he would when t- where well, most centre offs would go up and head the ball, he would take it onto his mm-hmm. chest. Put it on the floor and then play it to a midfield. Player. Wonderful, criminally underused by England. Yeah. In fact, to this day, it still gives me the hump that he was dropped for the quarter final against Argentina in '86, and yeah. Robson put Terry Fenick in. Terry Fenick couldn't lace Alvin Martin's boots. Couldn't lace. it okay. Yeah, no,
1: it's true, man. It's true. It is. Yeah, is. And 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 obviously, you know. He's one of those players who, you know, wasn't from around these parts, but he became... He's one of us. These, he's one of us, isn't he? Still lives in Gideon like Park. Yeah. He, yeah, he does. He does. Indeed. He does indeed. He's His son goes to my... He's in my daughter's year at school um and it's still i still get a little a little a little tickle when i see him queuing up for school <laughs> like from the school run i like, fucking yeah. Alvin martin <laughs> yeah. or like you know the you know like the school fates uh, yeah because he's son does like soccer school and he's like and, and alvin's there like you know just like you know 50p tom bowlers you know <laughs> just, <laughs> i love it i love it it's just again it's going back to what we're saying about being relatable you know he's the same as every every other granddad who would help out of their son their their grandson's school fate do you know what i mean you like not nothing's too big for nothing's too small for that makes sense you know you know it's uh and 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 that's just that era right okay so there's your back four your goalkeeper Mm. midfield let's go let's go left wing who's going to be on the left alan devonshire dev i could have guessed that one for you
0: probably yeah. He didn't run. He just glided. He just glided Glided across muddy fields. Lovely triangles with, like, the left back would have been Frank Lampard or Trevor Brooking. Mm-hmm. Wonderful player to watch. Wonderful player to watch. And, again, I'm sorry to up back to the 1986 World Cup, but the season before that World Cup, 85-86, Alan Devonshire was on fire. Fantastic mm-hmm. player. Bobby Robson didn't take him. Didn't take Mark. Well, uh, yeah. You know, at, at the time, we, those players were banging form. Alan Devonshire should have been at the World Cup. Fantastic player, yeah. wonderful, wonderful player. He played for West Ham. Just leave it there. He played for
1: West Ham. We'll yeah, leave it there.
0: Well, but again, I was. We were, people of my era were so blessed to watch him. Wonderful yeah. footballer. Yeah. So intelligent. Yeah,
1: and you're right. What you said, you know, gliding on on mud pitches, and and yeah.
0: that's, that's that,
1: again that's something that I've sort of been naive to. You know, going back and obviously you've interviewed like Mac and really Dev and and various others, and and what they were doing on 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 pitches, you know, sand, you know, like a beach, you know, and still yeah. at Stamford Bridge four 0 you know, that 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 beach of a pitch, and um just incredible, just absolutely incredible. Absolutely. Well, don't, incredible,
0: for, don't forget, Ruster. Honestly, in Upton Park, around about those times from February onwards, maybe even earlier, like it's like our pitch was like the tide was out. Yeah. And because that pitch was in constant use. And b- before before I was could go to away games, I would go over and watch reserve games at Upton Park. Hmm. The football combination. So that pitch yeah. was invert was in use all the time, which doesn't happen now. No. Nah. And um, the pitches were tougher, defenders, defenders could get away with a lot more. I think now that if Alan Devonshire was playing football now, you would be close to £100 million.
1: Yeah. Great
0: shout. You you wouldn't get any change out of £100 million. Mm. He was a wonderful player. Wonderful. Pleasure to watch him.
1: Pleasure to watch him. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, that comes through quite a lot when talking to people. It was a pleasure to watch you know these players play because, you know, he would give it – and obviously someone like Dev as well, know, obviously got injured, but then he came back and and, yeah. and, and came back a different – like reinvented himself completely, which is something you'd never hear of now. I mean, Antonio's not going to reinvent himself as a, you know, no. a, a cultured left wing, you know, or something. He can't do that, you know. He's, no, he can't. You know, Whereas Dev had did that completely. You know, changed his game completely. And it's like did. I people forget, you know, I, I forget that. I s I don't, you know, I don't it's almost like two eras of having Alan Devish, so the nippy winger and then sort of the skill merchant when he came back because he couldn't have the, the pace he had before, but he was a different player and, and a highly effective one. Um right, we'll put Dev on the left. Who's gonna go right then, Steve? Trevor Sinclair. Oh, tricky Trev. Oh, this, this, this would be a good team with Trekkie Trevor as well. Well, this man, is going to be, be a what. good
0: side. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it was a, this this was a bit of a difficult decision for me because I was sort of like torn towards Mark Ward, but I'm going to go with Trevor because he scored more goals. He was quicker. He was direct. Um, he scored some spectacular goals for us. Really, really spectacular goals. Um, I can remember his debut against Everton. He got a couple first game. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, terrific player, wonderful player, really, really good, really good. And the, you know, unlike most West Ham players, the end of one season he got he got a call up to the World Cup squad. So um, yeah, he was he was a good player for West Ham, really, really good yes. player. Yeah, and he's still I mean, fond of the club, still fond of the club, yes. from what I, read. Yes, I was going to say, I was going to say that very
1: much. So very much. Yeah. so. And I think, you know, the ironic thing about, you know, I mean, you know, you only get into England squad or apart from if you deck from rice at the moment, it, it, you know, because <laughs> I think Trevor, didn't we have like, I think Hargreaves got injured, we had like three or four people got injured and then he got into it because we had three or four people injured. And then he became a yeah. third Then he still played quite a lot of the, those world cup games. And you're right. He still is really, you know, he still loves the, loves the club. Mm. Um, Obviously, we've been had him on. We've done a few things with him. He's he's great, Trev, and um, and I always talk about one one story about him because it, it just it surprised me more than anything. And obviously, at the ground now, we've got these sort of panini sticker posters around the outside, and yeah. and I always remember I took a picture of him and another um, player who I'm who we know on Twitter quite well, and uh, I messaged both of them. I said, I just thought you'd like to see this. And they both sent me this incredible message, almost not word for word, but the similar sentiment from these two people and the, 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 pride, the pride that they had having their picture at, on the side of a stadium, on the, of the side of the West Ham stadium, you know, it, it, it took me back because yeah. I think now we see footballers as, as a career rather than as necessarily a passion. And, and he was like, this is incredible. Honestly, this is one of the proudest moments of my life. And I'm mm. like, you've played for England, you know, you've done this, you've done that, and and having someone slap a sticker on the thing is, but you, you think about it, you know, you think actually I can understand why, but it was it just just took me back, man, it just really took yeah. me back. And yeah, um, no, I love him, I love Trev, love him, love him. Um, when my, my my as I said, he's he's one of those players who always reminds reminds me of my my, uh, my granddad because he was he was blind as an old bat and. He was, and we had a really good, we had a really good seats at Upton Park. He's blind as an old bat, but he could, he could make out skin colours. And basically, anyone that did anything good who was black was Trevor Sinclair. And it could have been Shaka, it could have been, you know, someone else it could have be been Mark Vivian Foe, it could have been someone, but they were all Trevor Sinclair. Oh, bloody only, only bloody player on the pitch, Trevor Sinclair. And I was like, okay, well that's Shaka. He's grand random, it doesn't matter. Fair it, enough, I understand. It, but would score these. was, he was, always, it was, was it amazing. amazing.
0: No, he's got these amazing bicycle kicks from outside the area. You know? Yeah. And, you know, who could forget that pass? You know, for the goal against Wimbledon for Paolo? Yeah.
1: Wonderful player. Yeah, yeah.
0: Wonderful, wonderful player.
1: No, he's fantastic.
0: Right. Okay. Well, Dev
1: on the left, Trevor on the right. Who's your first centre mid then? First name on the team
0: sheets, Billy Bonds. Yeah, I was going to say. I've already put. Him, I've already had him lined up when you were talking about it. Yeah. I mean, no. No West Ham team can be without Billy Bonds. Yeah. Magnificent warrior, leader, great bloke. Don't know him that well, but you know, luckily enough, being a reunion night, absolute gentleman. Everything a West Ham player and captain should be. Again, a man that you could, a man that terrace could relate to. Billy Bonds, mm. wonderful, wonderful right, yeah. player, wonderful player.
1: Is that is that relatability as well, isn't it? As well, yeah, I, very yeah, much so. And the fact also obviously when we you know like was it yeah was it it was last season wasn't it um when we was it last season? yeah last season when we obviously dedicated the, the stand to him and seeing him so emotional made him even more relatable because it was like he never showed emotion when he was playing no no, really um no. and then he was like you know it was just gushing out of him and i was like geez you know this well, is like
0: how some in the my in the east stand over there and when when billy came towards us it was it was an emotional moment people around me were, were in tears yeah. and uh you could see that it really meant lo- a load to bill when he came over to us and and you know and thanked us for our support and it was kind of you know we thanked him it was it was a it was a lovely moment it was really really good it's one of the most positive things that i think our club's done in a long yeah. time in naming naming the stand after bill
1: yeah, it was a long time coming, wasn't it? Long time. It coming. was.
0: It was. Yeah, it was. Uh, but we did. They did good eventually. Yeah, we got there eventually.
1: You know what I mean? Got there eventually. Um, no, I totally agree, my friend. Um, right. Okay. So we'll put Billy in. Who's he gonna part? I reckon I know. You, I reckon I know you're gonna put. Who's gonna part with him. I'm just gonna type in Jonathan Specter now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's gonna be no surprise. It's gonna be Sir Trev, isn't it? It's gotta be. Yeah. Can be. Can be nobody else. Can be nobody yeah. else. Again, like he just floated, he just glided across the pitch. Wonderful servant to the club, great ambassador, magnificent footballer. Well, I remember what I said to say, really. I mean, he was just just a fantastic footballer and uh, could pick a pass out. I can remember him scoring a good few uh, long-range goals. And, uh, yeah, it's just a different class, different class. Yeah yeah
1: yeah you yeah know, and again you know again you know as you said he's yeah you know, not 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 blessed with pace but he didn't need it you know and no, and and, and, and no, you know no. and i've i obviously so people what people a lot of people say about sir trev is you know his first touch wasn't a touch it was he would it would just it would just let the ball go across him and yep, that was his first so. touch and, and, and having so many people say that i had to go back and watch it a lot and it's so true that's literally what he did his first touch wasn't a touch it was just moving the ball the ball just fell to him and it was just oh amazing his first one
0: was in his head his first move was in his head yeah yeah he knew what he was going to do with the ball before he even got it yeah he knew he had that picture in his mind and that's what that and that's
1: you you can't teach that can, no, you just can't, no, can't teach that, you know. It was really that was always gonna happen with him and uh yeah, no, a fantastic and a fantastic man as well. Uh, a fantastic man. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um,
1: again, you know, a guy you could walk in and, and although he's Sir Trevor Brookin, you or you know, you'd sit there and you have a chat with him and he would be like just an, another bloke in a pub, you know, like you know, I, that type of I used to work with a
0: guy, I used to work with a guy who's a member of any old irons and Trev yeah. Trev had uh, Trev met them all. Uh, down, I think it was down in the east end, working at the club. Mm. And Trev had time for everybody. Trev had yeah. time for everybody, and he said it was one of the most enjoyable afternoons he ever had. It was mm. wonderful. He was telling me, and uh, yeah, he's, he's just a gentleman, a legend, Trev.
1: Yeah, really is, really is.
0: Right, okay, that's right. Up, up front, first striker. Split striker. This, I'm going to go with Paolo Dybala. Oh. <laughs>
1: I had I had thought a, a certain pairing may come up, but I forgot about DiCaprio. Oh. Uh, I was like David I mean, like when we interviewed David James, he forgot about Paolo as well. Um, oh. But yeah, Paolo. I mean, yeah, well,
0: Paolo. Paolo, would he? Unbelievable. Understood the club. Understood us. Even yeah. though that he, you know, even though that he came from, comes from Rome, he got us. He understood us. He understood what we were about. Yeah. Um, Lots and lots of happy memories watching the county I played for West Ham. Not so much the goal against Wimbledon or the goal at Old Trafford. My favourite memory was the two against Arsenal, when he took on their old back four from the halfway line and scored the first goal. And the second one, he's taken the ball inside uh, Adams and Keanu, just put it in the top corner, and I remember being behind the goal that day. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, everybody went nuts, because Arsenal at the time were an exceptional side. Really, yeah. really, really good side, and, uh, to beat them was a massive thing for us it's a huge thing huge mm-hmm. thing because it doesn't happen and of very short, often and, of his, shorts, and of his shorts on backwards as well he did he did i remember that i remember that <laughs> i remember watching it when we watching it when i came home that night and uh yeah he did have his shorts on back front, but oh. he got the ball on the halfway line and there's no way that he was going to be tonight. it's a wonderful no. player wonderful wonderful yeah. player
1: wonderful them just, just incredible wasn't he it's just it's just it one of those players who you, you I mean you'd pay your admission fees alone to see him because he was and again you know again it's the way the football's changed you know, football's very professional now and and everyone's good on the ball and you know he was he just didn't have the skill he was like he just had like this entertainment value and we would you'd go to football being enter, you'd leave being entertained palo would always leave you Entertained, whether it he was would. He would. as the pantomime villain or whether he was, you know, a genius that day or he was a petulant child, or there was always something he'd always do. Something where you walk away going, Paolo, well, yeah, yeah,
0: the yeah. Right well, the, the Bradford game, the Bradford game when yeah. he wanted to go off. Do you remember that? Yeah. He wanted to go off with 4 2 down, he wanted to go off with says, No, you're staying on. I think we saw every range of emotion watching yeah. Paolo de Canio at West Ham. We went through every range of emotion, we saw every. Re- range of emotion with him but he was an incredibly professional player great athlete Mm -hmm. and he was you know he was nothing but i think he was mostly a positive influence at west Ham. you don't play for juventus and ac milan by not being a professional and think i I do think he was he was a wonderful guy. wonderful yeah
1: yeah and he was and and so we've had we've had lots of lots of players who played with him and, and and some of them who maybe were in in slightly more old school and then paolo came in and he was like one of the first ones who was like who'd be there and looking after himself with nutrition and yeah da, 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 and this and that and this and that and obviously we've had a lot of the youth team players who were around that time, that 99 era, and, and they said the same thing. He was, like, obviously, completely polar, polo, polar opposites from Razor, for example. who, Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> yeah. It's, it's,
0: but they were in the same yeah. team. So they had these yeah.
1: conflicting styles. He said, but as a youngster, we had Richie Garcia on the other day, and as, as a youngster, he said, it was great because I had Paolo here, and then I had Razor for the lot, and then Monks, and, and I had Sinclair, and, you know, we had this really weird concophony of different styles and flavours, and, you know, Paolo bought that sort of you know that, that obviously that was around the time when Wenger was like bringing in you know no ketchup mm. and stuff like you know all yeah. the nutrition and stuff and and it was all the, the start of the, the modern game so to speak. But Paolo was just yeah Paolo is phenomenal and obviously you know and I think there's there's a part of I think the, one of the reasons why I think Paolo took to us particularly after he left as well how, why he's still very much you know a a cult hero is is you know we gave him the opportunity to resurrect his career really because he was on the scrap yeah. heap the chef yeah and so yeah. you know coming back to coming to west harry had a punt on him and, and we've had people who obviously we've had harry on and we've had a few of his mates on who said you know when he said he was going to sign paolo they were like what the f are you doing <laughs> this guy is yeah, toxic, yeah. you know what I mean, yeah. and um, and and you know, he then became in those in those years afterwards, he, he became you put him in that same bracket as if you li- listed your top Premier League foreign imports, you would have you know, the Schmeichels, bird Bergkamp, Zonas, yeah. they, they he would be in that echelon. He's in that bracket, he he's in that bracket, yeah, exactly. yeah. he's, he's in, that in
0: that bracket, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're totally, they're totally. Uh, uh, Red nap liked an entertainer. He liked yeah. he liked he liked to be I think when he managed West Ham, I think he liked to be entertained himself. Yeah. So uh, I think one was it one point four, 1.6 million? Something like that, yeah. I mean hard. it's gotta be one of the has gotta be one of the best transfers we've ever done. Well you've got a couple of them now. You got Dev for five
1: grand as well. Well, so yeah. Dev, Devonshire
0: was the best one. Devonshire yeah. was the best Sinclair, one.
1: Sinclair was, Sinclair was a couple of million and he had Dowie and Keith, yeah. Keith
0: Rodan, was not he? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Okay. So we'll put Di Canio. Who's he going to partner up from? Interesting. I'll be interested in this choice now. Who's well,
0: I'll, as I said, I'm going to play as, I think going to have Paolo just playing behind this man, but I'm going to go with Frank McAvaney.
1: Nice. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with Frank because when you're growing up watching West Ham as a teenager, Frank was everything that you wanted to be. <laughs> yeah. I can't stress it enough. He had the women. Yeah. He had the lifestyle. But the thing with Frank is that he worked hard for West Ham. Yeah, he he yeah. was he was closing down people and pressing from the front before he became fashionable.
1: Mm.
0: And even though Frank Frank left us to go to Celtic, he came back mm. and uh, he was just when he when he joined the club, it was such an exciting. You know, he was kind of like a catalyst for that team that finished third. It was mm. he was so exciting to watch because when you knew that he was up top with with TC. You knew that you know. You knew that we was going, we going to score. and We had a very very good chance of winning. He was so quick. He was aggressive. You know, he didn't care. He didn't care. He didn't care for reputations. He went into that league and he just he just did it. He just hit it. he just everybody just took them all on. And uh, that's why that's why I'll go with Frank. It's a personal choice. I'll, again, he's one of my heroes, Frank, and um, yeah. a terrific terrific player. One player.
1: And and a and again another wonderful man. Do you know what I mean? He's just
0: yeah, he's a approachable man. Yeah, I I got oh. story about him. Funny enough, um, yeah, I was going I was with my, with my wife and we was having, We was going to Spain. It was been a week in Spain and uh, Frank Frank was on the same flight as us. He was to to Benidon, uh, to Alicante. He was going to Benidorm for a Celtic supporters convention. And uh, I had West Ham cap on at the time, and I'm at the I'm at Uranus, minding my own business, doing what you do and frank's there and he's like blimey my name's frank and, uh, yeah, All right, big man. but yeah signed me passport and that was it yeah he was with alan mate. yeah he was, he was with alan he was doing a celtic supporters convention oh, man. Uh, a very yeah a very approachable very approachable man frank nice nice guy nice guy yeah no he is he's a lovely man
1: lovely man and um yeah i mean he's you know, and obviously, you know, people, you yeah, when people say, Oh, can you, you, could you do this? Could you get Frank to do this? And, you know, to, they, they asked me to do it. And I don't know, sometimes a bit, but, but honestly, Frank, like, you know, I said to him, I said, Oh, can you do a little message of the five minutes, get a video straight away? You know what I mean? It's like, he's honestly, he's a, a, a top guy, top, a top, top guy. And um, again, again, approachable. You know, when, when he's not on the golf course, he's always playing fucking golf, literally. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> that's the one thing I've realized about doing this show is, they, you know, I thought it was a joke that footballers all play golf. No, they literally always play golf. I mean, when we yeah. tried to interview Macca, I must have had about fifteen phone calls of him finding out where he. And he was always either going to the golf on the golf course or coming back from the golf course. It seemed to be that little journey all the time. And then I think then we had Johnny Arsenal and then John goes, oh I'm playing golf with Macca tomorrow. I will oh, tell him yeah i am interviewing him next week. And you know it's just funny. Really, really funny. But anyway, uh let's see the team. Let's see the team let me did it me share the screen. Where is it? Where is it? There we go. God do not have to worry about any top any big six with that team. No. Be? No, not, not so not at so, so. all. Not at all so. in their pomp. We'll just, we we'll, so. we'll turn VAR off for that defence. Don't worry, we'll make sure. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that would be good. That would be good. Yeah, yeah. It would be good.
1: Steve, man, it's been, it's been a lovely change. You, uh, an hour almost has flown by. It really has. Um, so yeah, thank you very much, man. I've had a really good time. Really good time. Th-
0: th- thanks for having me. Thanks for, the, thanks for your channel. It's always entertaining. It's something I enjoy very much.
1: Good, man. Absolute pleasure. And obviously, thanks, everyone, for watching. Um, like, share, subscribe, all that stuff. And from Stealth and from Steve, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Wash those hands. Get those jabs when you get your appointments. We'll yeah. get all gets under the stadium quicker. Come you, Irons, and we'll see you again very, very soon. Take care. See you later. Bye. Much love.